talking CSU with the voice of the Rams, Brian Roth, on the Jim Davis Show. And with us right now, the Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line, Brian Roth. Brian, I, I thought I was going to miss you because I was out yesterday, moving day for us, but um, I'm, I'm glad that uh, we're able to, to talk today on this Thursday. Yeah, indeed. Thanks for uh, making a couple of adjustments for me. I appreciate it. Well, it's always what you can, you know, we're, we're glad. Hey, anytime we can get you on, anything we can do to make it work for you, because you're the one doing us the solid, and we always appreciate that. Anytime. Tim Miles is having a good season, isn't he? Unfortunately, uh, for the former Rams uh, basketball coach, part of that really good season that he's having at San Jose State involved the Rams the other night in the 63-46 to loss. I know you're, you're happy for Tim. I know that uh, you've uh, maintained a relationship with Tim over the years. But as the voice of the CSU Rams, uh, that, was, that was a frustrating one to lose to the Spartans the other night. Well, it was, and... and- to, to start with Tim, though, he's he's going to get my vote for uh, Coach of the Year in the Mountain West Conference. I mean, this is a San Jose State program, Jim. I, I can't tell you how bad they have been over the last decade since joining the Mountain West Conference, and and they have been one of the worst Division One teams. And I think there's what 361 Division One teams now, and they're constantly. Uh, and all the metrics, whether it be Ken Palm or, or the net rankings or RPI back in the day, they were always in the 300. And it's a place where uh, careers go to die as head coaches. And the facilities are by far the worst in the Mountain West Conference. And there's just not a lot of things going for San Jose State basketball. The support is almost non-existent. And Tim Miles goes in there last year, year number one, they go 8-23. and 23. They went 1-17. and 17 in the Mountain West Conference. Rams went there and beat him by 36 last year. And here Tim Miles is, year number two, and he has cultivated some of the young talent that were already in the program. He has brought in transfers. Uh, obviously, that's a, a, a big part of rebuilding a program is going out and getting guys that have started their careers at other places. And for them to be able to do what they have done, they're 18 and 13, Nine and eight in Mountain West Conference play. They, they they could get the number five seed in the conference tournament next week. And it is nothing short of remarkable of what Tim has been able to do there. And, uh, you know, I just had a chance to chat with Tim for about 10 minutes before the game on Tuesday night. And, of course, my broadcast partner is Adam Nygon. Adam played for Tim Miles at Colorado State. And so we always have a great relationship with Tim. And so we sat down and we're just hanging out before the game. And I said, Tim... <clears throat> How many wins did you think you were going to have here this season? And he said, look, I thought if we got to 12 wins, it would be a remarkable season for us. And if we got to five wins in conference play, it would be a great season for us. Well, they're at 18 right now with one game left in the regular season, and they have nine conference wins so far. So he has done a phenomenal job. And, again, he's my vote for conference coach of the year. As far as the game, uh, 63-46, the, the final score, it, it's not indicative of how close the game was. The game was a lot closer than that. But, you know, this is a four-point game, six minutes to go. CSU scored two points the rest of the way. They got outscored 15-2, and, uh, yep, that'll get you beat. Yeah, no doubt about it. And to kind of wrap it up on, on San Jose State, that, you know, you mentioned the 18 wins this season. They've got a, a really a very winnable game at Air Force coming up this weekend. If they get the win there, maybe – steal a win in the Mountain West Conference tournament or whatever postseason, uh, other postseason tournament, NIT, whatever that they go to, 
they could have 20 wins in a season for the first time since 1980-81. That's a long time. <laughs> to, that's a long, long stretch to not have a 20-win season in college basketball. Just just crazy, right? I mean, that, that's just been a program that has been so bad. And, you know, whether it, you know, it was the Big West or whether it was the WAC before they came to the Mountain West Conference, and you just never felt like they, they belonged in the Mountain West Conference. And, of course, you know, you know why the Mountain West invited them 10 years ago because, you know, trying to tap into that, you know, Bay Area television market. But, um, you know, give, give – San Jose State credit. Yeah, the, the football team has had a couple of pretty good years with Ren Brennan. They've been to a couple of bowl games, uh, but it's just a, it's a hard place to to recruit to. So yeah, that that's crazy. I mean, forty two years if they can get that done. I mean, forty two years that's a long time to go without winning twenty or more games. So and you know you look at San Jose State. They have a kid named Amari Moore on their team that I think is a first team All Conference player. A kid who was recruited three years ago by the previous coaching staff, and and uh, Tim and his staff have come in. They have developed him more as a six foot six shooting guard, who's really smooth, has long, long arms and legs, and can really get down the paint and score at the rim. He's added three point shooting. I think at this point he's probably the best NBA prospect in, in the Mountain West Conference. So go figure. They, they have a chance to win 20 games, and they, they might have the best pro prospect in, in, in the league. CSU voice Brian Roth joining us today on the Team Sports Network. And for Tim Miles, I mean, what could he parlay this into? I mean, certainly when you turn around a program like San Jose State, as historically bad as they've been, Brian, that maybe this, uh, this uh, turns into something even bigger for, for Tim Miles. Yeah, and I, I think that's kind of the way everybody is, is thinking about this. You know, I, I think a lot of folks were, were surprised that he took the job in the first place at uh, San Jose State because, again, it's been a place where coaches go to die. And it's, it's where you, you take that job so you can get fired, right? I mean, that's almost is what, what it's turned into until Tim got there. And there's no question. He's going to be a hot, hot name. Uh, and and I, a lot of folks are, are throwing out the name Cal. And, you know, that's a Cal team that, that Mark, you know, Mark Johnson will tell you, uh, they're, they're terrible. They've only won three games this year. Now, unfortunately, one of those games was against Colorado. Uh, but, you know, Mark Fox has uh, been there four years at Cal, and they are, they are atrocious. And I don't see him uh, coming back next year. Obviously, Tim's in San Jose. Berkeley's just up the road. You know, that seems like a, a natural progression. And, again, that's a Cal basketball program that uh, again needs to be rebuilt and what does Tim Miles do better than I'd say anybody in the entire nation he rebuilds programs he did it at Colorado State he's doing it at San Jose State so yeah he's not he's not meant to last there in San Jose they have they have again the facilities are terrible and again they get no support from the community and so I know those are two very big strikes against San Jose State. It's not like that's a place you can build into uh, a Mountain West Conference power. Just They just don't have the resources or the support. Rams play-by-play voice Brian Roth with us today on the Team Sports Network getting back to the game. I mean, like you said, it was closer than the score lead, you believe, and disappoints only 46 points for the Rams in that game. But uh, San Jose State, I mean, they, they, they had the lead in the second half. Rams got it to one possession a bunch of times in the second half, uh, could, could never get the game tied up or take the lead. And then the Spartans kind of use that fifteen to two run late to, to really pull away to, to get the victory against CSU. 
yeah, it was just a maddening and frustrating game. And, and in particular, you know, CSU just did not play very well, right? I mean, it was just that they did not have their fastball on Tuesday night there in, in San Jose. And they just do things that, that, you, that get you beat on the road, right? You turn it over 14 times. That's going to get you beat on the road. Uh, you miss free throws. That's going to get you beat on the road. You foul too much. It's going to get you beat on the road. You can't hit an open shot. And so it all just kind of culminated. You know, the Rams were down 48-44 with about six and a half minutes to go and had three possessions where they got a defensive stop, you get the basketball back, chance to cut into that deficit, and you go empty, empty, empty. And then the next thing you know, a three-pointer goes in on the other end. It's a seven-point game. They knock down another three-pointer. Boom, it's a ten-point game. And you had chances, but, you know, if you can't put the ball in the basket, you ain't going to win it. At, uh, again, <laughs> two points in the final six minutes and seven seconds. That ain't going to get it done on the road. Heck, that ain't going to get it done at home. <laughs> I mean, and so, you know, they, they did things that get you beat on the road, and that's exactly what happened. They got beat on the road. So the Rams return home Friday night uh, to take on New Mexico uh, over at Moby to wrap up the regular season. And I guess just, uh, you know, from, from your perspective, Brian, after a disappointing loss at San Jose State, what do you hope to see from the Rams coming up on Friday? Well, you know, CSU played really well their last home game last Friday. They they thumped Wyoming in front of a sold-out crowd at Moby and really looked like the, the, the team you had hoped to see all season. Now, again, the good teams do it consistently, and the average teams, you know, throw out their best game once every, you know, three or four contests. And, but when the Rams have been good this year at home, they've been, they've been pretty good, and, and, and they were – um, against Wyoming on Friday. Uh, it's not going to be a sold-out arena coming up this Friday night against New Mexico, and uh, some of that has to do with the tip time. It's uh, a late tip time. It's not going to tip off till 9.15 mountain time, and that's going to keep a lot of the uh, locals away. I mean, 9.15 is pretty late, isn't it, to, to start a basketball game? So, um, But you know what? Which team is going to show up, right? And is it going to be the team that – that couldn't get out of its own way in San Jose on Tuesday night, or is it going to be the team that, that thumped Wyoming and, uh, you know, really looked good in the process? I know Wyoming's not very good this year, and New Mexico's a much better opponent, but uh, there's no question this has been a, a New Mexico team that's been really up and down, uh, a New Mexico team that looked like a lock for the NCAA tournament just a month ago. Uh, now they're on the outside looking in, probably going to have to win the conference tournament. And which New Mexico team shows up? Because when New Mexico's really good, they can be at any team in the conference, and they certainly can make a run through the Mountain West Conference Tournament in Vegas next week and, and snatch the automatic qualifying NCAA bid out of the conference. But, you know, CSU going to have to play well. I think they can, and, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. It'd be fun to close out the regular season on a high note, give the Moby fans a little something to cheer about in an otherwise disappointing season, then, you know, roll the ball out in Vegas and, and see what happens. But, you know, at the end of the day, uh, I don't see Colorado State making a run in the conference tournament. Can they win one? Can they win two? Possibly. Uh, there's no way that this basketball team is going to win four games in Las Vegas, which is what they'll have to do if, if they want to go to the postseason this year. How many teams do you think the Mountain West gets in, ultimately? Because I've seen the number kind of fluctuate a little bit, two to three at, at times. What? Well, how many, possibly four Depending on which uh, you know which sites you go to, looking at uh, various bracket projections, how many do you think the the Mountain West ultimately gets in when uh, Selection Sunday rolls around? Yeah, well, I think I think they're a lock for two. 
uh, you know, Boise State on Tuesday night beat San Diego State, the 18th ranked team of the nation, uh, which I think solidified that Boise State as a, you know, NCAA tournament team, no matter what happens next week in, in Las Vegas, the conference tournament. So San Diego State's a lock for sure. Um, I think, I think Boise State's a lock at this point. And then, you know, you look at uh, Nevada and Utah State. And I think Nevada right now in most uh, everybody's bracketology is 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 in, um, not by a big margin, right? But is in. And I think Utah State. You look at most of the bracketologists out there; they have Utah State just on the outside, but by a small margin, meaning you can, you know, still move a little bit. So, um, you know, Utah State I think would have to make the finals in the Mountain West Conference tournament. They can do that. Uh, I think Utah State has a real chance to get in. And Nevada can't go out and lose in the quarterfinals. Um, so, you know, if, if Nevada and Utah State both play well in the conference tournament, uh, I think you have a chance to get four teams in. And then, of course, if you have New Mexico, it goes in there and runs the table. I mean, who knows? All bets are off the table. But at this point, I'd say three, Jim. Uh, it could only be two. It could get up to four. But I think the best bet would be three at this point. Of course, we still have the Mountain West Conference tournament to play, but uh, but for CSU, I mean, I don't think the NIT is probably going to be there for for them. But one of the other postseason tournaments is that a possibility for the Rams? No, I, I asked Nico Medved about that a couple weeks ago, and I said, Nico, you guys get a chance to play in a postseason tournament. He goes, No, he goes, No. He said, Not not with this group. And the the big reason, Jim, for that is is that uh, I think you're going to see a lot of roster turnover for CSU. I, th- I think they understand they got to revamp the roster. Now, number one, they're going to try to keep Isaiah Stevens and have him come back for that COVID season, the, the super senior season that Isaiah has in his back pocket. But I think you're going to see this team really get retooled. And, you know, if, if, if this was a team that was really going to stay together and they had some young guys here that they really just wanted to develop and like, hey, listen, we like our team. We're going to roll with this group next year. Then I think postseason is is a little more attractive because you get more games with this particular group. But this roster is going to look a lot different than how it looks right now. And because of that, you know, I I think the postseason doesn't give you really any benefits as you try to move the program forward. And so, uh, yeah, Nico Medved said they're they're not interested in going to any of the, you know, the NIT is out the window. They're not good enough to play in the NIT. Their resume is not strong enough. And they don't want to go and play in one of the – I don't want to call third-tier postseasons, but that's what they are, the CBI and the, and the College Basketball Invitational and some of those tournaments. So, uh, no, it'll be it'll be win it all in Vegas or, or, or bust for postseason. Who else besides Stevens do you think is back from this current roster? Well, John Tanjay, second-leading scorer for the Rams, he was in the same recruiting class as Stevens. He has the opportunity to come back for a for a senior super senior season, um, so you know Stevens and Tanjay are wild cards. Obviously, Stevens is the big one there. I mean, you, they are going to throw the kitchen sink at him and try to get him some some nice nil money to, to to keep him from either going pro or you know I don't think this would happen. But for Stevens to you know say hey I'm going to go and play for Oklahoma next year or I'm going to go play at Texas Tech or something. Um, so that's that's number one. But as Hopefully those two guys come back. Um, uh, you'll see, I think, Jalen Lake will come back. Uh, Tavy Jackson, the freshman, uh, is going to come back here this year. Uh, probably Rivera. Cartier is going to be back. 
But I think you're going to see probably six new players on the roster. You have 13 scholarships. Uh, They're bringing in two freshmen. You keep uh, five players. And so, you know, you, you do the math there. It's it's going to be a, you know, they're not going to replace 50% of the roster, but I think it's going to be about 40%. So you're going to have a lot of new faces in here. And, um, yeah, most of them are going to be, uh, most of them are going to be transfers. You got to, you got to get better, more athletic, longer. And, you know, we'll see how they do. It's a massive, massive offseason for Nico Medved and that coaching, uh, coaching staff. CSU voice Brian Roth with us today on the Team Sports Network. We'll, we'll switch over to football just briefly here, Brian, with uh, practice starting, spring ball starting on March 21st and the, the Green Goal game on April 22nd. The, the two most interesting storylines for spring ball for you would be what leading into football season? Well, it's, it's going to be what did they bring in to fix the offensive line? And, and you know, we've talked enough over the last half year Jim. Yeah, it was pretty rough. Was pretty rough on that offensive the line. Problem. It's hard to score points when you can't block anybody, right? I mean it's just it's the most fundamental aspect of the game is blocking and tackling. And on offense, you're trying to block. And if you can't do that, it's hard to score. So, you know, that's gonna be the uh it's gonna be the thing that, that really stands out to me. And then, you know, I, I'm really curious to see how the wide receiving core progresses. Tory Horton's coming back. Um, you know, I thought Tory Horton was by far the best wide receiver in the Mountain West Conference last year. Put up really good numbers despite the fact the offensive line couldn't block and protect Clay Millen. And then you had the, the, the core of freshman receivers led by Justice Ross Simmons, who, man, he looks like he could be, again, following in the footsteps of, of Tory Horton and – Michael Gallup, uh, Rashard Higgins. I mean, he looks like a dude that is an NFL caliber player. And and then they're going to bring in some some early uh, enrollees. A couple of wide receivers are early enrollees here too. So I'm really interested to see what some of those uh, young wide receivers, the guys that were here last year, how they progress into year two, and then some of these new guys coming in that that are going to get a spring football under the belt, which means uh, they should be able to compete and play and help you. Uh, on Saturdays coming up here in the fall. So offensive line and, and just what do those young wide receivers look like? Because when you look at the wide receiving class that, that Jay Norvell brought in last year and here this past recruiting class, some really highly rated kids. And, of course, they're coming here because, A, Jay Norvell is one of the best wide receiver coaches in the entire nation. Doesn't matter the program. And B, because of the air raid offense, you know that you're going to you're going to get a lot of balls coming your way. And so that's how they've been able to go out there and really bring in talent. And now we, we're going to get a chance to see what that talent looks like. Hey, Brian.